0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Well, I hope you're not one of those people waiting in line for a Ford Maverick pickup, or a Ford Explorer, or a Lincoln Aviator, or even an F-150. Ford is being forced to temporarily close several assembly plants because it ran out of chips to make those vehicles. And that means anyone waiting to get one of those vehicles is going to have to wait even longer. Though everyone thought the chip shortage would be easing up at this point, these shutdowns show that it's far from over. And a study from LMC Automotive shows that Ford lost the most production from last year amongst all the major automakers. Because of the chip shortage, it lost over 1.2 million vehicles in global production. Volkswagen, General Motors, and Toyota all lost over a million units. Stellantis lost almost a million, and the Renault-Nissan-Mitsubishi Alliance lost over 800,000. Interestingly, LMC says that automotive production in developing countries in South America, Africa, and Southeast Asia rebounded far faster last year than they did in the U.S., the E.U., or in China. And that's because they make lower-tech cars that don't need very many chips. Meanwhile, legislation in the U.S. Congress to provide subsidies to onshore chip production is moving forward. The Senate okayed a bill last year, and the House okayed it last Friday. Now they have to resolve the differences between their bills. No doubt there's going to be a lot of partisan bickering before the final bill is enacted. But there is a good chance that Congress will provide $52 billion in support for bringing a lot more chip production back to the United States. And this will likely include $2 billion to support production of legacy chips that the auto industry uses. And here's some of our Autoline Insight. A lot of people wonder why the auto industry wants to continue using legacy chips. Why don't they just use the latest chip technology? That's a question we hear a lot. Well, here's the answer. The legacy chips are used on a lot of safety-related equipment, airbag sensors, ABS, stability control. Those chips are tested and validated under the most intense procedures. They're designed to last for the entire life of the vehicle or about 15 years. It's what they call automotive grade and the latest chips used in consumer electronics are not automotive grade, not even close. We ask you, when was the last time you had a smartphone or a laptop that lasted 15 years? Probably not many of you. And that's why automakers want to keep using those legacy chips that are tried and true. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world but will always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Jaguar says it will only sell electric cars from 2025 onward, but right now the I-PACE, its only BEV, accounts for just 3% of sales. So it's coming out with a family of, quote, distinct cars with no overlap, says CEO Terry Ballore. Jaguar originally planned to outsource the design of its EV platform, but it's now going to build it in-house. Bolor says that's because Jaguar wants its own unique proportions and doesn't want to share style or design with any other automaker. We think that's a blow to Magna and Foxconn. Jag's new platform is called Panthera and will share battery sizes, electric motors, and software across the family of BEVs to boost scale and bring down cost. It's been around for over a century, but now Rolls-Royce's famous hood ornament, called the Spirit of Ecstasy, is getting a makeover. She will sit atop the Spectre, the first ever BEV from Rolls, which should be out by the end of next year. Previously, she stood with her feet together, legs straight, and tilting at the waist. Now she looks like she's leaning more forward with one leg in front of her and looking ahead. Thanks to those changes and a reshaping of her robe, The spirit of ecstasy is more aerodynamic than before. The new figure is also much closer to the original drawings of the model. Uh Uh-oh, looks like one Chinese automaker is still into copycat designs. Dong Feng wants to come out with an electric version of its M50 Warrior, and it sure looks an awful lot like a Hummer H1 to us. The electric version will be built on a new architecture and come in three trim levels with up to 1,072 horsepower. Zero to 60 can be done in under five seconds, and with a 140-kilowatt-hour battery pack, it will be able to travel up to 310 miles. Production is scheduled to start next year. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. You should know we here at AutoLine cover all aspects of the automotive industry. And there's big news in the automotive supplier segment today. The French supplier, Forcia bought a controlling stake in the German supplier, Hella, and they're forming a new joint venture called Forvia, which will become the seventh largest supplier in the world. However, Forcia and Hella will continue to operate as two independent companies and will continue to market and sell products under their current brands. But Forvia will have strategic oversight over both companies. General Motors and Ford posted big profits in the U.S. last year, even with the chip shortage. And that means UAW workers get big, fat profit-sharing bonuses. UAW GM workers are getting $10,250 in profit-sharing, while Ford workers are getting an average of $7,377. Stellantis will announce its profit-sharing numbers later this month. And you know those are pretty good payouts, and that makes us wonder why the UAW doesn't make that a part of its effort to organize the transplants. It's been spectacularly unsuccessful trying to organize any of the foreign automakers in the US. The union always tries to make its organizing efforts about racial justice or social justice, but that hasn't worked in 40 years. So it should change its tactics and how to unionize those plants. And here's our AutoLine Insight. Show them the money! And before we go, check out this cool old race car that Skoda reconstructed. It's called the 1100 OHC Coupe, and it raced between 1960 and 1962. Skoda is in the Czech Republic, and you sure didn't see many race cars coming from behind the Iron Curtain back then. It features a lightweight truss frame with aluminum body panels, and was powered by a naturally aspirated four-cylinder engine that produced 92 horsepower but it only weighed 550 kilos or roughly 1,200 pounds, so it had a pretty good power to weight ratio. Only two were ever built and both of them were destroyed in road accidents after being sold to private buyers. The reconstructed car was remade from original documents and even fitted with components from those wrecked cars. There's a lot more detail and you can click the link in the transcript or description box if you'd like to learn more. But that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Solutions for Your Journey, Intrepid Control Systems, Over the Air Engineering, Boost Your Game, and by Scheffler. We pioneer motion.